Welcome to Making It Happen, a podcast all about sharing stories of those who have made it happen their way. This is about motivating those from all walks of life to know that no matter where you come from, no matter who you are, and especially no matter how old you are, that you can make whatever you want to happen a reality. These stories have inspired me, and I know they will inspire you. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Making It Happen, the podcast. I'm your host, Ada Ruth Huntley, and thank you so much for taking your time to tune into another episode of Making It Happen. This show is all about young people and following their dreams and making anything they want to happen, regardless of the circumstances. And I'm so excited to welcome my youngest guest on the podcast so far, Marcel LeBlanc. Marcel, how are you today? I am doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing so well. And thank you so much for being on the show. And now I get to tell the listeners out there a little bit more about what you do. Marcel is a rising freshman at Auburn University. She has been a film and television actress for the last six years, appearing in projects like Stranger Things, Criminal Minds, and Cobra Kai. In March of 2020, she was crowned Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen, and she will represent the state at Miss America's Outstanding Teen pageant this summer. Her platform is called Stars Over Alabama, where she aims to increase access to arts education by awarding individual scholarships to school-aged children. So Marcel, there's a lot to unpack there, and you've (laughs) obviously been so accomplished. And for everybody listening, in case you didn't catch it, Marcel is still in high school. Um, So we're going to unpack that a little bit more. But to get us started, how did you get started with acting? So um, I was in sixth grade when I did my first um, thing in the entertainment industry. I did Annie at the Virginia Sanford Theater. And I was a very shy kid. I was a very quiet kid. I was just definitely not the person that you're interviewing right now. But my mom found the auditions for Annie on Facebook. And she was like, you want to know what? Why not? And I was like, you, I was like, you're right. I mean, what do I have to lose? So I auditioned and lo and behold, I got Annie. And I was so shocked. I, it was the last thing I was expecting. And I was like, you want to know what, if I'm about to do this in front of a lot of people with a professional theater company, I may want to get some acting experience. So I found my now acting coach, Meg Dusner, and she introduced me to the world of film and television. And the rest is history. I mean, I have been riding that train for the past almost seven years now, which is absolutely insane. And I have been so fortunate to be a, pro- a part of projects like Stranger Things, Criminal Minds, Cobra Kai, and some projects I'll talk about a little later. But um, it's been an incredible journey that I wouldn't trade for anything in the world. I love that. And I love how you just kind of fell into it, you know, as a result of auditioning for a local theater production. That's incredible. And it's obviously impacted your life significantly to the point where you've really made this a priority. And you actually made the decision to attend virtual high school to pursue your passions further and allow you more freedom of your schedule. Was making that decision difficult? And do you feel like you're missing out on a normal high school experience? It definitely took a lot of thought. I know for years, I think about since seventh grade, my parents um, and I had been talking about it and seeing if this was something I really wanted to do. And I had been telling them, I was like, I at least want to get to my freshman year of high school and see if this is something that we want to pursue or and follow through with. But once I started, once I got into high school and started traveling to LA for auditions more consistently and more frequently, I realized that it would be a lot easier on myself as well as the school board and staff to 
homeschool and it has been one of the best decisions I have ever made. I know that homeschooling is definitely for some people and it was that for me. I was able to free up my schedule a lot more. I was able to go and travel to LA and when I was started competing in the Miss America organization, I was able to go and speak to schools and I was able to do all of these things that I wasn't able to do while attending in-person school. And I don't really feel like I've missed out on that high school experience because I've still been able to go to football games and have school dances and get to do all of that. And I will actually graduate in May of 2021 at an in-person graduation ceremony. So I still have been able to keep that real high school experience while also freeing up my schedule. I love that. And it's allowed you to be able to do so many things. And you actually talked about the Miss Miracle organization. So that's a perfect segue into my next question. So um, for those of you who caught it in the intro, you also have the honor of serving as Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen, which I competed actually in that when I was a senior in high school, for those of you who may not know. Certainly didn't win. Was basically there just to have some fun and meet some people. But it was one of the best experiences of my life. And what an honor for you to walk away from that amazing experience with the title. So how did you get involved in pageants? So the Miss America organization and the Outstanding Teen organization was something I had been wanting to get involved with for a while. Actually, in 2014, my cousin Taylor Davis competed for Miss Alabama. And I sat in the audience and I watched all the rising stars and I watched Morgan Green come out on stage. And I was like, whoa, this is so cool. Like, I want to do this one day. But I had gotten started in acting. Again, I was a very shy and quiet kid at that time. And I didn't really have a lot of confidence. And I was like, I, as much as I want to, I just didn't have the confidence to get up on that stage. But, um, and then when acting became more of a priority and when acting started taking up a, a lot of my time, I just didn't see in my schedule where I could do that. But in the back of my head, I was like, you want to know what? I really want to do this. I really want to do this. I don't want to miss out on this. And then in November of 2019, by the grace of God, God was really working that day because on my mom's phone and something on Facebook popped up that it was the last day of registration for the Miss Coosa Valley's Outstanding Teen Pageant. And I was like, mom, I have to. I was like, if I don't do this, it's a regret I'm going to have for the rest of my life. I have wanted to be a part of this for so long and now's the chance. So I entered it. Zoe Champion, Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen 2019 has been one of my best friends for years. So I picked up the phone and called her. She freaked out. She was like, Marcel, you, you can't do this to me so randomly. She was like, you needed to give me a heads up. We did, we, you got one month. We got to prep. We got to go. So I did. I had a one, a one month of prep for Miss Coosa Valley's Outstanding Teen. And I was so fortunate enough to have won and represented the Childersburg area at Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen. And then there I only had two months of preparation. And I tell everybody from the months of November to March, I don't think I slept. Uh, I was just on the go. I was doing all these things. I was working with my platform, which I had started actually three years prior, um, the groundwork for my platform. And it was the craziest whirlwind of a journey. I am so fortunate to represent the state of Alabama. And I'm even more excited to compete for Miss America's Outstanding Teen this summer and represent the state. I've heard from all of my other um, Miss, America, Miss America's Outstanding Teen sisters that it is one of the best weeks that I will ever experience. So I am just so fortunate to have this opportunity. And you certainly have been a great representative of our state, especially during such 
unprecedented times. I know we've heard that word so much this year, but um, just thank you for serving in that role and, you know, engaging in your platform, which I think is a really unique part of the Miss America organization. And your platform is all about engaging students across our state in the arts. What has that been like for you in your reign? And you also mentioned that you've been working on this for a few years now. So tell us more about that. So in 2014, I started in the entertainment industry. And like I mentioned earlier, I growing up as a very shy and quiet kid, I could never really relate to the kids around me. And that was a big struggle of mine. And the way I've always kind of described it to people is if I was hanging out with a group of kids, I was the one who was asked to take the group picture of everybody else. Nobody would ask me to be in that picture. And in elementary school, especially, you can imagine how difficult that is. And I just remember sitting in the car with my mom and just crying. I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I not good enough? Why do the kids around me not like me? Like, what am I doing something wrong? And that was when my mom found the auditions for Annie and was like, you never know until you try. So I auditioned and I got that. And the moment I got involved in the entertainment industry, the moment I got involved in the arts was the moment that I learned confidence and self-love and friendship and passion and dedication and motivation, all of the stuff that I was being taught for the first time at 11 years old. And it was the first time in my life that I was asked to be in the group picture instead of take it. And I know that that's the case for so many kids across the country, but not everybody has that opportunity or the resources to get involved. So that's why I started Stars Over Alabama, because I wanted to provide that opportunity for kids. I wanted to be able to provide them scholarships for after-school arts programs so that they can have that life-changing experience. Because I know how much my life has been shaped by the arts. I know the power that they hold in kids' lives because they truly changed mine. And I want to be able to give that opportunity to kids all over the country. I absolutely love that. And, you know, I talk in the very first episode of the show about my experiences growing up. And in a lot of those cases, I was also the kid asked to take the photo. And, you know, everybody finds their own niche. Like for me, it was leadership and community service and finding like-minded people. And for you, that was the arts. And for those students who are looking for that niche, you're serving as a connecting piece. And so thank you for your work there. It sounds amazing. And I know you talked previously about Miss America's Outstanding Teen and how excited you are for that. And, you know, having known previous Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teens, they certainly always say that is one of the highlights of their experience. So what are you most excited for? But also, what are you most nervous about in preparing for that experience? Well, I am just so excited about getting to just experience Miss America's Outstanding Teen. I mean, like you said, from past title holders who have talked about it, they have just raved about how it is the best week of their lives. They made the best friends. They made lifelong memories that they will carry with them for the rest of their lives. And they're able to experience representing their state, which is, I mean, beyond incredible. I can't even wrap my head around the fact that growing up watching the Miss America pageant, I would look at, I would always, no matter if I knew them or not, or they were just some random person wearing Alabama across their name, across their chest. I was like, come on, Alabama, you've got this. Come on. Cause I just was all about state pride. So it's crazy that now that's me and I'm going to be going on that stage and people from Alabama, whether they know me or not, are just going to be like, come on, Alabama, let's go. That's just insane to me. But definitely what I'm most nervous about is not what people think I'm going to be the most nervous about. I'm nervous about having to do my own hair and makeup because I don't know how to do it. I really don't know how to do it. And I, we're just going to see how it goes because yikes. 
And you know, that's okay. I, <laughs> when I first started doing pageants, you know, we've, we've certainly come a long way. I, I had no idea what I was doing and couldn't tell you how to use a curling iron or a wand or a straightener or why they were different. But, you know, some, you learn, you, you get people to help you, you get on YouTube, like I spent hours on YouTube oh, actually. <laughs> so <laughs> I have no doubt that you'll be able to figure it out. And speaking of figuring it out, you're also about to step into a new journey for you beginning in the fall at Auburn University. So certainly war eagle oh, yeah. to that best decision ever. Um, but what led you to that decision and what will you be studying while you're there? So actually both of my cousins attended Auburn University and I would come to games with them um, when I was younger and I would just experience the atmosphere that was Auburn. And I always loved the campus, but when I got into high school and college prep was really happening and I was really deciding where I was going to go to college, I just remember everybody telling me, you'll know where you're supposed to go the second you walk on campus. And I was like, okay, the same cheesy saying over and over again, like, haha, yes, yes, I'm going to love my college. And then I kid you not, the moment I walked on campus for a college tour for Auburn, I was like, this is where I'm spending the next four years. And I can't even describe the feeling that I felt. It's everything about Auburn is just incredible. And then I remember, like I talked about earlier, I mean, God just really works incredible miracles in my life. And he really just moves in my life. And when I had made the decision to attend Auburn, I was scrolling through TikTok of all places. And a video popped up on my For You page that ranked the happiest college campuses in the United States. And I was watching, I was like, oh, I'm curious. What's, what are the happiest college, happiest college campuses? And Auburn was number one. And I was like, oh, well, I wonder if this is just like an Auburn fan. That's awesome. And then I did my research and every article I was looking up was ranking Auburn as the happiest college campus in the United States. And I was like, this is just, this is a sign that this is where I'm supposed to be. This is, I know that I'm going to be spending the next four years here and have the best time, make the best memories at I'm going to say it. I don't care about offending anybody at the best college campus in the United States. I am 100% confident about that. <laughs> well, I certainly have to agree with you. And I know there's some Alabama people on the podcast, but you need what you were signing up for when you listen. So we're <laughs> able to that. So, you know, I'm so excited that you chose Auburn University. I certainly know it was one of the best decisions of my life. And I know you'll enjoy your four years there. But I am curious, you know, you took the route of not having a traditional high school experience, but now you're going to get to experience a traditional college experience. And I'm so glad that you're going to get to do that at Auburn. But why the difference in your education from a high school and college standpoint? For me, high school, definitely switching to an online high school, like I said, was just the right move for me. It was the right course for my life. But I also know from talking to my cousins, to my mom, to my dad, that they're like, high school is great. It's an incredible four years, but college is the best four years of your life. It's your first time experiencing being on your own, experiencing higher education and truly getting to learn what you are wanting to learn as opposed to the courses that are required for you to learn. It's just an unmatched four years. And my parents always told me at the end of the day, the decision is up to you and we will support you either way. We will love you whether you choose to pursue college or not. But I know that if you choose to go to college, it is not a decision you will regret. I could not agree with your parents more. You know, my time at Auburn has been so formative for me and not only has given me so many skills that I know I'll take into whatever comes next, but 
has also given me the most incredible people that will be in my life for the remainder of it. So you're certainly going to love the planes and I'm so excited for this journey for you, but you know, you're still going to be pretty busy. You know, you're still going to be acting, I'm assuming and maintain a social life and continuing with modeling and pageants. And now the demand that is college education. How do you manage your time between all of this? Time management is definitely not a skill that came easy to me. I really had to work at time management and make sure that I knew what I was doing. And honestly, I give like a lot of credit to the Miss America organization for that. I tell people I was in, I've been in the entertainment industry for almost seven years now. And in the seven years that I was a part of the entertainment industry versus the three and a half months I was preparing for Miss America's, for Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen, I learned more about myself in that three and a half months than I did in seven years. And with that came learning about time management because now I was juggling auditions. I was going to speak at schools. I was doing mock interviews. I was doing dress fittings. I was doing all of this like crazy stuff and incredible stuff. And I learned very quickly that without the proper time management, it wasn't going to happen. So I actually have my handy dandy planner right here. It, I use it every day. I just went actually and sat down with my mom at breakfast and we talked over everything about what's happening for the next month, for the week, and genuinely just mastering how to use a planner for me was how I really learned to manage my time. Time management is certainly something that I would not function without. And so I'm glad that you're learning that skill even now before you step into college, because it's going to equip you so well to prepare you for that next four years. But speaking of things coming up, do you have any exciting acting projects coming up that you'd like to tell us about? I do. I'm so excited you asked about that. I actually have a movie coming out this summer called Fear Street 2. Um, It's a part of the Fear Street trilogy coming to Netflix this summer. It'll be the summer of fear, which I am so excited about. Uh, I thought that that's a fun fun little anecdote. But they're releasing the first First one, either May or June, and then the second one, either June or July, and then the third one, either July or August. It'll be somewhere in that. So I know Fear Street 2 is the one you look out for. Look out for uh, a girl. I can't say much. I don't want to get in trouble, but look out for me. It's going to be so cool. And for all of you horror fans out there, you're definitely going to love it. And even if you don't love horror, maybe you can just fast forward to my parts and just say like, hey, I saw you on there. Well, I'm certainly not very accustomed to scary movies. I, <laughs> certainly, the first one I watched, I had to leave the light on for two weeks. But I'll try to power through to support you. <laughs> I feel you, though. I am not a scary movie person either. I, I actually vividly remember I went to a ghost walk uh, in eighth grade with a friend. And I was it was at the University of Montevallo. And I walked into a room and this girl was supposed to be like, it was like a legend of a girl who got like burned to death or something. And she ran through the room and screamed and I collapsed onto the floor and slept with a nightlight for I think three months. (laughs) Yeah, I I also did a program at the University of Montevallo and very unwillingly was peer pressured into taking the ghost tour and uh, certainly have regrets. (laughs) We, We powered through, we powered through. Um, so Marcel, as we wrap up, you know, I end every episode the same of just making sure that everybody leaves with a message of hope. And, you know, you're the youngest person we've had on the show. You're 17 years old and you've accomplished so much. And more importantly, you haven't let your age be a barrier to the things that you've accomplished. So how would you encourage anyone listening to this episode to make it happen in their own life? 
I think just like you said, making sure your age is not a barrier. And I know for me, especially when I started my program, it took about two and a half years to really get it to the point where it was off the ground. Because at 14 years old, I would make phone calls and it was a lot of polite no's because they were like, you're 14. What do you know about starting a nonprofit? But I defied all the odds. I pushed myself. I pushed myself really hard to get to achieve my goals, to get the things I wanted and to make a difference. And I think what I really want people to walk away with from this interview, from just my story, from the things that I'm pursuing is that you don't have to be an adult to make a difference. You don't have to be an adult to make a change. I had a cousin. um, She sadly passed away when she was four years old in 2017. Her name was Molly. Um, She was diagnosed with polycystic kidney disease before she was born. And we knew before she was born that we wouldn't have long with her. But Molly never let that define her. Unless she lifted up her shirt to show you her feeding tube, you would never know she was sick. She had the biggest smile on her face and made a difference in every person's life she encountered. Everybody was equal to her, whether it was the janitor at the hospital or whether it was the person who was taking out her kidney. Everybody was equal in Molly's eyes. And Molly made such an impact in her four short years of life that her funeral service had to be live streamed. She was four years old and made that big of a difference. And I want people to know that you don't need to be an adult to cause that kind of change, to cause that kind of a movement. You can do it just as you are. Well, I'm certainly sorry for your loss, Marcel, but it sounds like Molly left an incredible legacy that you're continuing to hold up. So I applaud your ambition. I applaud your maturity. And and thank you for sharing your message with everybody that had an opportunity to listen to this episode. So just thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. I so enjoyed getting to do this and getting to talk to you and share a little bit about what I'm doing. Absolutely. Happy to have you. So thank you again for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you'd like to never miss an episode each and every Thursday, be sure to subscribe to this podcast or follow it wherever you're getting this episode. Also, don't forget to leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast and be sure to share your feedback because I would love to see it. And lastly, don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram page at making it happen underscore podcast so you don't miss information about the show constantly and enjoy some extra content from the show. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this episode, and I hope this show inspired you to go make it happen. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Making It Happen. I hope that you join me each week for a brand new episode and are sure to follow the podcast Instagram page at Making It Happen underscore podcast. I hope that you left this episode inspired and are ready to go make it happen.